You are listening to the Moms Full Circle Podcast, a place for moms or moms-to-be to come together and support one another, laugh together, maybe cry together, ask your most random baby questions to judgment-free, and tune in to hear all things motherhood. As a mama myself, I know the importance of having a tribe to lean on during this wild ride. I hope this podcast will do that for you too. So grab a cup of coffee or maybe a glass of wine, probably the video monitor too, and let's dive in. Okay, so here's the thing. We're starting to come around to the fact that expecting women to bounce back from pregnancy is unrealistic, yet we still put the pressure on ourselves to do it. I'm here to shift the perspective. Sure, my workouts are going to get you feeling and looking strong in your postpartum body, but let's talk mental benefits. Postpartum brings on a whole new wave of emotions, feelings, struggles, worry, stresses. The list goes on as we'll hear about in today's episode. My goal is to help you schedule in time devoted to you each day, where you can clear your head, push yourself, and just feel more like you in the 30 or so minutes of movement I'm giving you. The Mom's Full Circle Workout Subscription gives you four workouts each week that can be done anywhere. All you need are a pair of dumbbells and a resistance band. The workout videos are all follow-along style. I'm doing them right there with you. You get access to a huge on-demand video library of all the past week's workouts, too. Each week, I'll send you the workouts, some scheduling tips, and motivation because we're all in this together. Use the link in the show notes to get yourself signed up. Then use the promo code MFC free week to get your first week free. That's MFC free week for one week free. I can't wait to work out with you. Hey, you guys, welcome back to the Moms Full Circle podcast. Today I have a guest on the podcast. I have Jen, and on Instagram, you might know her as Moms Maternal Health. I will link all of this in the show notes for you guys. But we're here to talk postpartum today and mom life and just get into it. So, Jen, I'm going to hand it off to you if you want to kind of tell listeners a little bit more about you, what you do, and how you got here. Yeah, so thanks so much for having me. Um, so I am Jen, and I am a wife. I am a mama to two girls, a four-year-old and a two-year-old. And I recently resigned from my first grade teaching position, and I am a postpartum depression and anxiety survivor. Um and I founded Mom's Maternal Health after being completely blindsided after my second um, at four and a half months postpartum by um, the anxiety and depression. And I uh, just promised myself in the midst of my battle that once I healed, I was going to share my story um, in hopes of helping other women feel more aware and more educated and prepared for the things that we don't talk about, we're not educated on and truly just to help um, women feel less alone in in all of their struggles so it has it has um, turned into much more than I thought it would um, in the best way possible because uh, I realized that so much of motherhood like I feel like we just don't talk about how hard it is and I truly believe that the more honest we are the less alone we feel mm-hmm Yeah, I just, I describe your page as like a breath of fresh air because you share things Mm -hmm. that, you know, I would say probably many, if not all moms are feeling or going through, but don't talk about. And then you think you're the only one going through it because nobody's talking about it. So I'm excited to dive into all of that today. Um, And I like too how you touched on, you know, you said 
your experience with postpartum anxiety hit more like at the four month mark. And I think that a lot of times we hear about like the baby blues and the first couple weeks of postpartum. And then Mm -hmm. women kind of feel like, all right, I'm out of the woods. And then like you said, it kind of just hits you like, oh man, no, I'm not. And you know what, if you don't mind sharing, like what was that like for you? And like, did you find that you were able to ask for her the help that you needed or kind of how did you get yourself out of that? Yeah. So, um, what I did not know is that these mood disorders, um, can occur at any time, roughly up until a year can go definitely past a year, especially if it's undiagnosed or not treated. Um, so, yeah, I mean, adjusting to two kids close in age was not easy by any means, but at four months, ironically, I felt pretty good. Like I was getting a handle on it. The baby was a breeze. I was obsessed with this little girl from the second I popped her out. Um, but my toddler had a really difficult time adjusting, um, which I get. Um, and I was losing my patience. It was just, it was very hard. Um, lots of stress with that. Um, but we were adjusting. And then um, out of nowhere at four, four and a half months postpartum, uh, typical day, my my oldest was at daycare. I was doing tummy time on the mat with my, my baby. Um, and out of nowhere, a horrible, scary thought came across my mind directed towards my baby. And it scared, scared me to death. I moved away. I just like, I felt like a monster. I could not believe, or I was wondering like, why would I ever think something like this? Like, this is horrible, you know? Um, and it, so it all started with that. I had no idea at the time what it was. Um, and yeah, I just, I suffered in silence for like a good month, month and a half that felt like two years taken off my life. I remember feeling so scared ashamed, embarrassed, um, I, to, to even tell my husband, um, which is horrible. And because I suffered in silence that turned into a deep, dark depression. And I look back now and I I see so many of the symptoms that I did not know were symptoms. Um, mostly because I didn't think that what I was going through, I remember saying it to myself, like, this can't be postpartum depression. That's all we've ever heard. Right because I'm too far along. I didn't have this with my first. I don't really feel depressed. I don't know what it, what it is I'm feeling. I just know that I don't feel like myself. Um, I had no appetite. I wasn't eating. I, um, all of a sudden stopped working out. Uh, the things that like made me, me, I had no interest in. And, um, things just progressively got worse. Um, the anxiety that I was feeling that I didn't know was anxiety just got worse. And at four months postpartum, I had a baby that was sleeping through the night and, uh, I all of a sudden could not sleep at night. So I was getting like two hours of sleep, which made this anxiety worse. Um, and yeah, it took, one morning, my husband and I were talking and he didn't know anything other than like, I just kept saying, I don't feel like myself. I don't know what this is, but it's horrible. Um, and he asked me a question and I don't think he was ever expecting my answer to, but then and there we knew that like, I needed to get help immediately. Um, and it was 
the best thing that I could have ever done. Um, so being honest um, with myself and others, why, why it was so incredibly difficult, um, it's, it's so necessary because these mood disorders, which is more than just postpartum depression, right? Um, there's six different mood disorders and they can occur during pregnancy as well. They, um, they do not discriminate and they can happen to anyone with any pregnancy at any time. And what gave me all the hope was that when I found out what it was later on was that they are temporary and treatable, but with help. So they're not just going to go away on their own. You do have to get that help and support. Um, and so, you know, I feel like if women knew stuff like that, that they would be more apt to speaking up and, and getting help. Um, because they would be one step closer to getting themselves back. And and thankfully, you know, you had your husband to, you know, speak to and, and go through, you know, all right, what do we need to do? Something's not right here. But yet, uh-huh. like you said, you know, I feel like postpartum, you know, at the beginning, there's definitely those check-ins, whether it's with the pediatrician that they're checking in on your mood or at your six or eight-week follow-up, they're checking in and then – you know, nobody really talks about what might happen after that. And our hormones are not done regulating after that for a long time. So, (laughs) and like you said, you know, you had these thoughts that you thought were so horrible and you suffered in silence because I think we're, we're embarrassed. And that's where, you know, I think it's great that you have this page where you're sharing this because so many women are probably taking pieces and feeling like they can speak up a little bit more because they're not alone and it makes them feel maybe a little bit more normal that they're going through it. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I feel like that's like always my goal. Um, because I mean, listen, like suffering from a mood disorder, it's not, it's not normal. Um, it's very, very common, but it's not normal, but I feel like so much in motherhood needs to be normalized right and Mm -hmm. I think that when we feel like we are not the only ones then we do feel more normal and when we do feel more normal then we realize that you know we can talk to other people and we can talk to you know whether it's our pediatrician or our OB or whatever and and seek therapy and get that help and support um and so while my major symptom were these scary thoughts um I again had no idea what they were I later found out that they were, they're called intrusive thoughts. Um, They could be thoughts or images, and they're a very, very common symptom um, that women experience. And there's all different themes of them, um, but nonetheless, they're they're scary. And they are anxiety-driven. So, so many women have told me, um, and I hear it all the time, like, but I don't feel depressed. And I get it because I didn't either. So if you don't feel depressed and all we've ever heard of was postpartum depression, then we, we don't, we don't have an answer. Right. Um, so we just kind of suffer in silence. We don't want to say anything because this isn't normal. Right. I've never heard of this. Um, but when you see someone, whether they post something or a doctor mentioned something or a friend in, in a conversation talks about like scary thoughts, like finally you feel seen and you feel heard and validated. There is a name for what you're experiencing, right? Um, and that's why I didn't feel depressed. And, you know, a lot of like the research and stuff is 
some some of it is kind of talking about how a lot of women do experience more of the anxiety than the depression, but the anxiety kind of leads to that depression because they're not feeling like themselves. This is so far from who they ever were, right? And then you feel like, well, I wasn't meant to be a mom or I'm not a good mom. And these thoughts just, you know, you spiral, right? Um, but my hope is that, you know, if we are not going to be educated and brought uh, made aware of these mood disorders during pregnancy, right, before we become moms, then I want to educate women so that the second they feel like they're not feeling like themselves, whether it's mild or severe, that they know it is okay to seek help, that this is going to go away the quicker you get that help and support and you, you talk about it. And it can be so hard to talk about that, right? Um, it's a lot easier to maybe admit to your OB, like, I don't really have an appetite, right? Or I'm not able to sleep or I'm feeling like really sad lately. But when you start talking about some other symptoms that may arise where you do feel scared and embarrassed and ashamed, like it's not easy. It's just a lot easier for us to just suffer in silence because we don't think anyone else that we know has struggled until you share your story and you realize like myself, how many people either commented on stuff or sent me messages and said, I definitely suffered with this. And I wish I had you back then when I had a baby, or I wish I, I saw your post so that I would have known what I, what I was going through. So well, I'm so happy that, um, you know, my page and there's so many other incredible pages as well that that do share this kind of information in the story. It also is sad to me that this information that's so important is not coming from our providers that we see so often during pregnancy. And then we have a baby and we're like, okay, bye. And, and that's it. Yeah, that's such a good point because like you said, you know, it, it's almost like it, it needs to be more modernized, you know, and I know that like personally in my own like birth classes, prep classes, it was really just like, you know, postpartum depression might happen, keep an eye out for it. And that was kind of it. And like you said, like there's a lot more that goes into that. And I think that women should be educated on that going into postpartum so they know what it means when they say keep an eye out for it because it means so many different things. Totally. And I think that, and I was one of those people, I remember being in the hospital and being handed like that postpartum depression scale, which is a whole problem within itself because again, it's just focused on depression in general, right? And not really specific to a mom that just had a baby or is pregnant. Um, and I remember thinking to myself, like, I'm, I'm never, I, I've never been depressed in my life. I'm not going to be depressed, right? Um, not realizing that it doesn't matter, like, who you were before, that it can happen. And there's so much that goes into it. Your hormones, stress, I mean, there's so much, right? Um, and that, like, some people, it, it's just like one of those things that, like, you don't know until you know. Mm -hmm. And it's sometimes it's not a matter of if it's a matter of when, and I would have much rather have been educated on this than being taught how to put a diaper and, you know, bathe my baby in the, like the baby prep classes like that I would have figured out. Um, 
And I don't think it's like knowledge that's ever wasted. It's there. It's, it's given to you. And, you know, if you need it, great. And if you don't, then hopefully one day you can pass that information and awareness on to maybe a friend or a family member mm-hmm. that you feel is struggling. That yeah. is, that feels comfortable co- coming to you. Right. Yeah. And so kind of on the same lines of this, of this topic on your website, which I will make sure to link in the show notes for everybody, you have um, a blog on there where you share a lot of different um, topics like this. And it looks like you have some different contributors that go into it, right? Is that? Yeah. So it's all moms um, that are, you know, in our mom's maternal health community that have just openly shared their story about any and all topics. Um, And I just, I always hope that like with the blogs that come out or, any of them that I post that it is going to reach a mom that needs it the most that has been praying to come across something like this. Right. Um, and sometimes that's all that it takes. So yeah, the, the blogs are like broken up into, you know, whether you're pregnant or you're a a new mom. Um, but yeah, there's a ton of different topics and topics that I myself can relate to and then topics that I cannot relate to, but I think it's important to, know a little bit about a lot of things um because i just think it's it's so important um because again if you're not dealing with it i'm sure you know someone else that is and you could be more empathetic and supportive of knowing what it's like to be in their shoes right well and i think it's a that's such a cool way to not only create a community but now you're giving these moms their voices to tell their story so in a way it's supporting them it's helping them as well so I really Mm -hmm. I like that concept it's cool yeah thanks so um shifting gears a little bit because postpartum I think is just such a huge huge area to talk about but one of the things that you had shared on your page that you know kind of lit a spark in in me because I could totally relate um you talked about stay-at-home moms and you talked about you know kind of this this false idea that's been created around stay-at-home moms that, you know, you get to go out to lunch with your girlfriends and go to yoga class and, you know, it's not... I had seen somebody share the other day, like, um, it's not fair that we say the mom has to get up in the middle of the night because she gets to stay home the next day. Like, mom and dad are both still working, you know, no matter what. And it's just this ideology that's gone around stay-at-home moms. So... Can you talk a little bit more and maybe even if you like see or hear about this in your community, um, moms that might be struggling with this, but also moms that might be feeling overwhelmed with their duties of being a stay-at-home mom? Yeah, so I will tell you, I took a year off of teaching with both of my girls maternity leave. So I got a taste of what stay-at-home mom life was like, and then I obviously went back to work. So I knew what the working mom life was like as well. And I will tell you that being a stay-at-home mom both times with my girls was way harder than any job that I had had full-time job because you are never off the clock mm-hmm. ever, mm-hmm. right? And so what society makes people believe that it's like, you know, you're sitting watching Netflix all day and it's so far from that, right? And yes, you might be watching some Netflix, but so is the working person, right? Mm -hmm. They just might be watching it at night instead. So I think that whether you are a stay-at-home mom, you are a working mom, you're a working from home mom now with your baby there, because that's very common now with the pandemic, that 
it is all so hard. And I think we need to just stop comparing, right? And again, just understand that motherhood is so incredibly hard, no matter what it looks like, right, for a family. And it doesn't, like, we don't need to compare and glorify one and, you know, versus the other, because it's it's all very difficult. So I, I think there's pros and cons to being a stay-at-home mom. I think there's pros and cons to being a working mom, right? Mm-hmm. And some people say, like, I could never stay, being a stay-at-home mom is not for me. I, you know, for a bunch of different reasons. And I think we need to, as a society, respect that. That doesn't mean that that mom does not love her children any more than the mom that wants to be home full-time, right? Um, and the same goes for someone that is has their heart on, I want to be a stay-at-home mom and I want to be with my children. Then we need to be more understanding that what they're doing is very, very hard work and they're tired and they're overwhelmed and stressed and maybe in a different way than you are with your job, but nonetheless, they are. They're dealing with the same things, right? And they're sleep deprived and there's no break. There's no lunch break. Mm-hmm. And I think it just needs to be more understanding and compassion for both sides rather than this like comparing thing. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that the post you had talked about is the mental load. I think there's a mental load for whether you're working because that's not easy either, right? (laughs) Um, And then also being a stay-at-home mom comes with a gigantic mental load as well that like there is no separation. Mm -hmm. Um, And I will say for me, I'm like right now I'm like, part-time working, part-time stay-at-home mom. And those stay-at-home mom days are incredibly difficult for me. And I I say often, like, I'm not a good stay-at-home mom, but I'm a really, really, really good mom. And I'm a better mom when I'm working, doing something that I'm so incredibly passionate about. Because then when I am with my girls, I miss them. I miss them when I'm not with them. And so that when I am with them, I'm more intentional with my time. I'm able to like break free from the other stuff um, and, and truly like make the most of that time. And that's okay. Like it is all okay, no matter how motherhood looks for you. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, so I always say like, I don't know who in society ever said like being a stay at home mom is easy. Clearly they were never a stay at home mom. Um, but I think the same can be said for like when I was working after having my first, like it was so hard. I was late to work almost every day, leaving daycare almost in tears because that's just not, it's not easy. Right. Um, coming home, feeling like I have to do it all now. I have to make lunch for the next day. I have to make myself lunch. Oh, I have to be a mom and I have to be a wife. I have to cook dinner and it is all hard and we just need to normalize that. (laughs) Yeah. And I, I totally, I relate. I'm, I'm also a first grade teacher, but I extended my maternity leave um, for a while. Mm-hmm. And it same sort of thing, you know. I had thought at the beginning, well, stay at home mom, like, you know, it's, it's gonna be fine, no big deal. And then you get into the thick of it, and like, I remember having to have a conversation with my husband of like okay, we actually need to put some time for me to like get out of the house or, you know, you do like we ended up doing, he does a bottle feeding in the morning so I can go work out. Cause you just like this ideology of stay at home mom life is so easy. It's relaxing. You can watch Netflix. Like you said, you have all the time in the world. Exactly. I'm sure you're still waiting for all that. Yeah, exactly. And you're not going to have any stress. And then it was like, 
oh man, like, like you said, this is so much harder than any other job I've ever had. And I wouldn't trade it. I love every minute of it, but you know, it's starting to bring to light that stay at home mom is not just hanging out, getting your nails done breezy day. (laughs) No, yeah, it's not. (laughs) It's, it's very, very difficult. And I, give credit to stay-at-home moms that are stay-at-home moms every single day. Um, many of them that I talk to do not have like a support system or a village that lives nearby um, or, you know, their partners work around the clock. So um, it's, it's hard. It's hard. And I, I, I see, I see both sides cause I have been in both positions. So mm-hmm. I can see how both sides, how difficult it is. Um, and then how, wrong society is by like their views of it (laughs) yeah yeah that's why you know that's why we have you to kind of bring it to light and and help women see that nope you're not alone in this so I feel like we've kind of really covered a good a good gamut of things but if you had a mom come to you I'm sure in your community and on your page you hear it a lot too somebody that's going to be you know a first-time mom and they're trying to do all the things to prepare the registry, the birth class, you know, all the things. What is a piece of advice you like to give to mamas to be, or even if they're in postpartum, of like how they could prioritize themselves and prepare for some realm of this new role they're going to step into? Yeah. Um, so I would say that the things that you think you have to prepare for, um, most likely aren't the things that you really need to prepare for and spend all of your time on when you are expecting. So yes, your registry is important, but I mean, gosh, like with my first, I spent so many hours researching every little thing um, and, you know, preparing their room and this and that. And we figure all that out, right? Um, Our babies really could care less if their room is decorated or not. My second one is still not decorated and she's two years old, right? does not make me a, a bad mom. Um, but the things that we do need to prepare for is ourselves. We need to prepare for that fourth trimester, those first weeks home. Um, we need to prepare for our marriage after baby. Like, how are we going to work on this together? What tasks can we break up? Because I can't do it all. Even if you're working, I still cannot do it all. And we need to be on, you know, on a team here. Um, and communicate, right? Um, Obviously bring awareness to it and be educated on these mood disorders and the baby blues, but it's way more than depression. Um, So really quickly, it is uh, perinatal, so pregnancy, postpartum depression, anxiety. Um, There's OCD, which is um, really big with those intrusive thoughts where, which is really what I had um, because you can become obsessed with these thoughts Um, there's PTSD, which is very common, um, with any form of trauma, whether it's birth trauma, past trauma, a baby in the NICU, um, anything that you perceive as trauma, right? You could be possibly suffering from PTSD. Um, there is, uh, bipolar disorder. Um, and then there is postpartum psychosis, which is a medical emergency, Um, So there's different mood disorders and they can all range from mild to severe and symptoms can look different on every single person. Um, But nonetheless, regardless, they are all temporary and treatable with that help. Um, And at the very least, I think 
just preparing yourself and having that support system and contact numbers and like your go-to friend or family member that you feel like you could talk to without being judged um, is crucial. Um, my like biggest thing is like what you think you're going to be able to do postpartum, you're probably not going to be able to. Um, so like having, whether you're cooking meals in advance and freezing them or you're having a meal service or, um, you know, family or coming and bringing food and then just like lining up that support for the first couple of weeks, because we, as women, for whatever reason, myself included, we stink at asking for help and accepting help. Mm -hmm. And for me, it took me to hit rock bottom for me to realize that I have a village and I need to use them. I need to stop thinking that I can do it all because like there is no badge for doing it all. Right. And when I tried to do it all, I hit rock bottom and things got really like dark and it didn't need to be like that. And now because of that, I'm really good at asking for help and like recognizing when I need help or when I need time for myself. And I'm very good at accepting help. So if someone's at my house and they're like, oh, you know, I'll watch the kids go shower. I'm like, bye. Where that was not me with my first, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. For a bunch of different reasons, right? Um, so that is like my biggest thing. But the stuff that we typically don't prep for, we need to mm-hmm. um, prep for. Yeah. That's such a good point. Yeah, the expectation, you know, I think that was mm-hmm. in general, I had to learn to change my expectation because I went from being somebody, you know, long to do list, love to check everything off the list, blah, 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 blah. And then, it came, you know, if, yes, exactly. <laughs> the, te- the teacher and us too. And it's, yep. you got to learn like, just, just, you're not failing if you don't get it all done. Just change the expectation a little bit. Totally. And that it's like literally moment by moment. Mm -hmm. Um, And that was like a big thing that my therapist taught me was like, she's like, Jen, you have to stop measuring your days by the day because then you're setting yourself up for failure. Right. She's like, you need to measure your days like in the moments. Like, how how are you feeling in the morning? Because if I wasn't having a good morning, that would completely ruin my day. Um, and now when I like break it up, I'm like, oh, like, well, this morning was rough. Like, you know, the baby wouldn't go down for a nap and blah, blah, blah. But in the afternoon, like we reset and we made it work and now I'm feeling better. And I even, you know, communicated with my partner that like, I, I need some me time right now, whatever that me time might look like in this season and getting that me time now in the afternoon, like I'm, I feel better. Right. Um, so that communication is the most difficult, but it's so important. And I think that truly nothing really prepares us um, for motherhood, especially the fourth trimester. But there is a whole lot that can better prepare us where we don't feel like we have to let things get so difficult before we realize that there there is support out there. Right. Um, and that support um, which I'm currently um, in the process of like building out a business right now. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm very big on that the support might come become like be virtually now mm-hmm. um, and that that's okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, that's exciting. Now, I always like to, at the end of podcasts, ask women that are moms that come on how they have upgraded since becoming a mom because I think that – Sometimes we see a lot of the scary things on the on the internet and 
while I'm, you know, glad that some of it comes to light, I think sometimes we forget to celebrate the positives too. So what would you say is one way that you've kind of upgraded or found this more like positive piece that's come out of motherhood for you so far? Yeah. So, um, I would say that like, while I would never, ever wish what I went through, um, on anyone postpartum, I will say that it's like, it's been a blessing in disguise. And I would like to think that it happened to me for a reason so that I now have that power to give back for all the support and help that I got to heal and can now help others do the same. Um, so while, I would never want anyone to go through it. I feel like it's taught me so much about myself. Um, It has given me this incredible passion um, that just like lights me up and I'm, I'm a helper. (laughs) Um, So I feel like in that sense, it's just made like me so much happier to have this passion where teaching used to be my passion. And now I'm still teaching, but in a different Mm -hmm. way, right. I'm teaching moms, I guess or moms to be. Um, but I just see such a need and a lack of support and education and awareness. And I'm, I'm honored that I get to like fill that gap. Um, and as far as becoming like me as a mom, um, because I went through what I did, I feel like I, I don't take things for granted. Um, and I like, since I've seen the dark side and I have come out, um, I just like, I look at every little moment as like truly a blessing that, that I'm here and I get to serve others and I, I'm me again. And, um, I will say that, you know, everybody's healing and how they manage, uh, their, their mood disorder may look different. Um, for me, therapy, weekly therapy, intense weekly therapy saved me. Um, I also made a decision to go on an antidepressant, which for me was big because I don't really take Advil for headaches. I'll fight through it. This was a no brainer for me. Um, and that was just my, how I, how I managed it. Um, and both of which were huge. Um, and I will say that I not only got myself back, but I feel like I'm an even better version of myself. I, like my therapist always jokes that it's like gen (laughs) 2.0. Um, because so much good has come out of it. And I feel like I was a really good mom before, but I feel like I'm an even better mom because I'm no longer like ashamed or embarrassed or scared to be honest. Um, because I just keep saying like, we need more honesty in motherhood. So by me saying like, I'm not a good stay at home mom. Um, I don't love being home with my kids every single day. Society may look at that. Like she's a horrible mom. She must not love her kids. And I look at it like, no, I love my kids so much that I also love me and I know what what I need to be a better mom. And that may look different for you or another mom. And that's okay. Like there doesn't need to be any comparison. Um, so yeah, I feel like I'm I'm better and happier um than ever. <laughs> And I think, you know, what a great way, because like you said, you're hoping to kind of build a business out of this. It's authentic because people can relate to you, but they also know like you have been through this or similar before. So it really, I think, gives them that trust factor of, you know, you, you are really set out to pursue this passion and help women because you know that there's, you know, 
another side to this and you can come out of it better. So I think that's, that's great. And that's exciting. So could you share where people could find you and kind of keep up with all of the things that you got going? Yeah. So on Instagram, I am mom's maternal health. And then my website is momsmaternalhealth.com. However, right now it is like getting a revamp um, as I am building um, this this business to come. I don't even like to call it a business, but um, a service, I guess, too. I feel like I have gotten to the point where I can help many more women um, other than what I'm doing right now, which is just through all of my free content that I post. And I spend so much time in my DMs talking to women, which is all great, but it has become like a lot. Um, and I, I just see like an overwhelming theme with all of the, most of the moms that I'm talking to. Um, so right now, if you go to the website, you are able to sign up for my newsletter so that you're in the know, you can check out, um, the website once it is, um, live again. And I think actually the blogs and the resources are, are up there. Um, lots of awesome resources, Um, and I'm always like, I am always a DM away. So, um, I love nothing more than, you know, connecting with women. I get messages daily that say, you know, your post today. Um, I, I feel really anxious driving with my baby and I, I didn't know that was a thing, right? I thought it was only me. Mm -hmm. Um, and then you realize when you see that post that, you know, 30 other women commented and said, I am struggling with this too, or I struggled with this when my baby was, you know, a newborn three months ago. And then that is that community coming together. Um, and it, it's just strength in numbers. And when women have the courage to, to send me a message, because that's, that's not easy either. Um, I always hope that I can help them feel less alone and maybe even give them the courage to seek help if it is something that is really interfering with their day-to-day lives. Um, So yeah, I'm always a DM away as well. Um, And I think that's it. Well, I will make sure to put all of that in the show notes because I'm sure there are mamas that would love to connect with you that haven't already. But thank you so much for coming on today and sharing your story and for what you are doing for moms and will continue to do. Oh, thank you. Yeah, same to you. If you enjoyed today's episode of the Moms Full Circle podcast, be sure to hit subscribe so you can stay up to date with all of our new episodes. I'm always looking to expand my tribe, so please reach out. You can find me at Caroline underscore Prestano on social media. I can't wait to connect with you and I'll catch you in the next episode.